if you have to see it to believe it you're never going to see it so my big thing and it's changed my life too is, is that not just with my faith in god but my faith in anything is that i believe things are going to happen before they happen and then i become aware and to, to look for it and open up to it and then you'll see it that's changed my life and that's what i teach my team all the time as well we don't need to worry about what's impossible and what's not possible and all this let's just go after what we want in a perfect world and see how close we can come to it Can you tell us about the uh, People Building Inc? Tell us a little bit about that and uh, why you started it and what you're doing yeah. there. So I run a large mortgage division for Nations Lending with three of my best friends and my little brother. I'm very blessed to be in that position. Little bro. And our vehicle, we found out every day we're grinding and, and going after mortgage business and closing, help people buy homes. And we realized that that was our vehicle. But what we were really doing every day was we were, we were building people. We were building our people. And we were trying to figure out a way to scale that, not just in our mortgage industry, but not be limited by that. So we started expanding outside of our, uh, our group and our company to help other companies and even to focus on a future other industries. So uh -huh. that's what we're doing. That's how People Building Inc. came about. And uh, that's where we are. So where, where did I leave off, though, after that? Do you remember? Did you ask me another question? Well, well, I, I wanted to comment on that because it's very something similar to what Mark and I are doing, right, in our, in our industry. So we're in financial services, right? But we decided to focus on building people to help the job seekers to actually get in there, get in the trenches with them, to train them, to, to focus on how to, how to get noticed and how to get uh, to that next employment opportunity. So you're doing something similar, right? You have a, you have a business, but you're building people you're actually you know training them coaching them is that what is that what i'm hearing yeah so basically it's uh consulting and we start off first of all by you know i started the what are you made of podcast to to get out there and start getting known for doing this right and sharing stories and what have you and then from there we we get a, a community that we've built and um then it's just about basically finding out where people's weaknesses are where they feel like they're weak uh -huh. and then also it really throwing rocket fuel on their uh strengths mm. and so we were doing that and then getting noticed see i think the first thing and for job seekers as well man it's it's the same as a salesperson yes. you have to prospect you have to promote you have to get known right? nobody knows you nobody's gonna flow you as my my mentor grant says oh oh you know grant there you go <laughs> yes. actually I already, I already knew you knew grant you um, said three characteristics while ago that was very important yep. Because when you mention those three characteristics of those people that you like to work with and you know that you can build, that same thing makes a, a difference in job search with job seekers when they focus on those three characteristics. You remember those three? We were just Yeah, I remember those three. Yeah, yeah, first yeah. Of yeah all, right, first right of all, you, willing to do what it takes to be successful. Uh -huh. Willing to do whatever it takes. Being coachable. And Coach having a great attitude. Yes. yes. And you give me the, you give me a person with those three, man. I will I will rock and roll. I'll turn them into a superstar, because there's yep. nothing that I can't do as long as they have those three things. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I, I think that that whatever it takes attitude a lot of times gets in the way of people finding jobs. Attitude. And, yes, sir. You know, Trevor talks yeah, about well, that. Well, because here's know. the thing, guys. We we have intentions in our lives. I want a job. I want this kind of job. But then our counter intentions get in the way. I'm not willing to give up this though. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important for people that are seeking for jobs to, to really audit what they want and be very clear on what they want, but then also understand what is what they're not willing to give up 
and what they are willing to give up. Yeah. Because if you're not in that right. realm, you're going to have conflict and then you're going to be sitting there looking for a job still and not, not having any success or progress. That's powerful. And here, here's what, I mean, because attitude, we talk about attitude a lot and attitude is really all about pride, right? And, and like you said, people are not willing to give up some of the things. Um, and that it all boils down to pride and pride comes before the fall. Yeah, yeah, it does. Julie Bart just said something big. She said, throwing rocket fuel on strength. And she goes, boom. Boom. <laughs> thank, thank you, Julie. Julie, we got to link in, me and you. That was cool. <laughs> C-Rock, so uh, you had said something a minute ago. If nobody knows you, then nobody flows you, right? That's a Grant Cardone uh, quote, by the way. That's not, that's not mine. <laughs> Uncle G, Uncle G. So um, I, was, I was taking a look at your site and everything like that, and it shows that you are – uh, I think the the term is Grant Cardone certified or Cardone University certified. Licensee, no licensee, licensee. Okay, okay. So tell what, me about that program because I've never heard of that before, and uh, I'm a I'm a big uh, Grant Cardone fan, so love to love to hear about that program. Yeah, so just to, let me give you a little bit of background real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, so yeah. I I lost my stepfather 2019 January 2019, oh, who was a mentor sorry. to me. Oh, th thank you very much. But uh, he, he was a mentor to mine, of mine. And Grant came in the, the, my life right at that moment, right as I lost my stepfather, which I wasn't ready to give up having a mentor. I was mm. already mentoring people, but I wasn't ready to give up, you know, having someone to like really em emulate and immerse myself in their content. And Grant came in at the right moment. And so I started immersing myself in his content. And I'm like, man, this guy speaks to me. And he was, he allowed me to have the animal inside of me that I've had caged up. And I know we're short on time, so I can elaborate further in detail <laughs> later, but I have an animal inside of me and I've had it for years. And, uh, when I was able to really have validation to unleash this animal, everything changed for me, those around me, my employees, my family. And I just want to share that with other people. But the licensee program allowed me to have access to someone like Grant, who was very busy, very successful. Mm but allows me to have access to him, but also for licensees to spread his word uh, and his content across the world. And his, his goal is really big is to reach 7 billion people. How can uh, he do that? He can't do it by himself. Right. So God, man. That's right. what it's about. So, so I'm going to give you permission today to unleash that animal. I want you to bring it, man. I want to, I want you to bring the heat. Grant's goal of 7 billion people, right? We recently had David Meltzer come on, right? David. Love and, Dave. and he says he wants to help a billion people. And so the way he's going to achieve that is he's going to help a thousand people for them to help a thousand people to help a thousand people right so it's about imp yeah it's about yeah, impact it so is. if he can create a thousand of him right uh, uh, duplicate himself a thousand times oh wow right and and they they go replicate and duplicate that's how you make global impact and uh scaling you know, scaling exactly and grant cardone is a perfect example of that 10x nation right oh my gosh like there's a movement and um it's it's huge so and I love yeah. what you're doing and what he's doing, Grant, too, because yeah. it's all about empowering, right? How do you help people? You don't just give them handouts, right? It's, nope. it's about empowering, right, and allowing them to succeed in and of their own selves, right? So love what you're doing there. As a recruiter, I've uh, for years, I won't tell you all how many years, but I have noticed that everybody is born with a gift. And if we're given an opportunity, that animal, a lot of us got that animal in us. I don't know what my animal is yet, but but I've unleashed something, and it's working and it's fun, and we we love getting up and going to work in the morning, and I bet you C Rock loves to get up in the morning. Thank God for another day. I'm up. 
I got my mental clarity. Well, maybe. <laughs> what What does your routine look like, C Rock? Tell me a little bit yeah, about your routine. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, first of all, the the every morning is not the same as far as uh, my my feelings. Okay. Right, Sometimes right. I get up and I'm like, oh man, you know. And and then you gotta you gotta catch yourself right away. It's about it's not about uh, always feeling great. It's about how fast can you get out of a bad feeling. And so uh, yeah. when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do when I wake up, and, and by the way, this may sound corny to some people, not you guys, but some people may sound corny, but I really literally wake up and say, thank you first. And the corny part is yes, this, sir. I wiggle my toes and fingers. <laughs> and I, and I, I, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I have hands and I have Everything feet. working, yeah. Let me hop out and start working these feet. And, I, and it, because it gets me in a, a, a frame of a mind where I'm not thinking about things to complain about. I'm thinking about, man, let me use the things that I've been blessed with and have. Right. And right. ever since I've been doing this, guys, my, my life has been so much better just because I don't have anything to complain about. There's a, there's yeah. nothing. We you can know, all find something to complain about. You know what? I went I to nothing. a I went to a coaching and oh, I, I, this is going to bother me. I can't remember the guy's name. And that, that's really going to bother me because he was great. Um, hmm. And one of the things he said, he had a routine and I tried it. I did try it and it worked. But then I fell out of the routine. But. It was right there first thing in the morning. As soon as you uh, wake up, as soon as your eyes open, you literally got to jump out of bed, okay? Like jump out and you uh, clap your hands and you go, today's going to be a great day. And you say it out loud, like you just jump up. Today's going to be a great <laughs> oh, day. Wow. I do it. That's now, do it. now your that's, spouse that's might think you're crazy. That's from Jerry Maguire. Was that, Is that Jerry Maguire? <laughs> yeah. The, well, so I don't know if he got on, that from Jerry Maguire. The coach Maguire, on Jerry Maguire, no. maybe. <laughs> maybe he got, got that from Jerry Maguire. breakfast and hit that jam bean when I get up in the morning. That's what I hit about When you get those endorphins going, it's hard to be in a bad mood. It just seems like your mind is – I don't know if everybody's is that way, but that's well, mine. This is important, guys. So a lot of, and we're talking job seekers a lot, right? That's your audience. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, here's yeah. the thing, man. Mindset is everything. Mindset is everything. It I is. get up in the morning and understand that I have an obligation and duty – not just to myself, but to those who are watching me. And everybody, I don't care who you are, unless you're living in a cave, in a hole where you don't see any people, people are watching you. And <laughs> oh, so yeah, I feel like are. that's an obligation Absolutely. and duty to that and my creator that's put me on this earth for some kind of yes, purpose yes, and sir. potential. Yes, sir. I don't know, I don't know, and you guys probably don't know, I, I'm pretty sure, we don't know what our potential is, our true far out potential. I agree with that 100%. So I feel that when I feel bad, that if I don't go after it and get it switched around quickly, that it's a slap in the face to my creator. Mm. That's just what I believe. I'm not sharing. I'm not trying to push it on anybody that, else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, worked for me. Hey, look, man. We said a prayer in the beginning of this show. We are unapologetic. We every, show, every show. We yes. are unapologetic about our faith. Yes, like, we are. I, I, I'm going to say that um, you know we have our beliefs, and certain people don't have to believe the same things. Yeah. Um, but you know what? That's not going to stop me from being me and doing me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, but I, but I, wanna, yeah. I, I don't want to exclude people when I'm saying that. It's important Agreed. to understand because until they believe in what I believe, they need to use some of the things that I'm using that work. 100%. And that's 100%. why I say that. I'm not trying to apologize by any means because sure. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very committed to what I believe in and my thoughts. But guys, you know, it all comes down to a commitment and an obligation and a duty to, to perform something towards your potential. There's uh -huh. a common right. theme in that. in a lot of the coaches that I have met that are really world changers is what I call them. You're a world changer, okay? And I'm, I'm telling you, it's like uh, Pastor Joel uh, uh, Scribner. So he's a, pa oh, he's a yeah. pastor. 
over at Oaks Church. Shout out to Joel Scrivener. And he's he's uh, wrote a book called Winology, and he's got a system. It's a coaching system that basically he's he goes into big corporations, big companies, and coaches them to become the best versions of themselves. It's a, it's a winning formula. When you read it and you're like, man, this is genius. This this is like this is mind is blowing good. stuff. And then you ask him, where, you, where did you get that? And he's like, well, it's in the word, right? It's in the it's, word. It, it, you know, he just translated it into business language. And he says it's his Trojan horse because businesses that normally wouldn't let a pastor in, right, let him in. And then he gets in there, he starts coaching. And next thing you know, they're asking him like, hey, where'd you get this? Where'd you get this? And he's like, well, it's, it, it, then he, he tells them and they're like, oh, no way. Seriously? And so he he calls us the, the Trojan horse. But I noticed that a lot with coaches. It's a common theme I see. Um, what do you think is a common theme uh, in successful people, right? You're obviously very successful. What what are, you know, and you with your podcast, I'm sure you interview a lot of successful people. What do you think is a common theme in success? Clear vision of what you want with big thinking along with commitment. And then from there, the last thing is massive action. Like mm. you have to take action. You can't be just uh, thinking of something and having a vision. And and by the way, I keep things simple. Everybody's always looking for a shiny bell or whistle, man. Yeah. If you're clear on what you want, it's big because it's got to excite you to move the needle because otherwise you're not going to push through the adversity and the difficulties. You have to be excited. Like we talked about waking up and excited to wake up and go to work. But But that big, clear vision, commitment, and then the action, the consistent action after that, that's the, that's the magic formula, guys. Oh, you know what? One more thing I'll throw in there. You know, a lot of people say I have to see it to believe it. Mm -hmm. If you have to see it to believe it, you're never going to see it. Never going to see so, it. So, so my big thing, and it's changed my life too, is, is that not just with my faith in God, but my faith in anything, is that I believe things are going to happen before they happen. And then I become aware and to, to look for it and open up to it. And then you'll see it. And uh, that's changed my life, and that's what I teach my team all the time as well. We don't we don't need to worry about what's impossible and what's not possible and all this. Let's just go after what we want in a perfect world, and see how close we can come to it. Man, I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I think that goes to that's solid. yeah, it is. I, I think that goes to you know, you know, having that faith even when things may not seem the greatest, right? To wake up like we were talking about, to jump out of bed clap your hands and say today's going to be a great day even when even when like maybe you might be out of work <laughs> maybe you might be out on your luck maybe you've got things going on maybe there's a, a family member who's sick right now maybe there's all kinds of things in your life everybody's got problems right but to get out of bed anyways to jump up clap your hands say today's going to be a great Keep day going yeah when there's something about the tongue right that the, uh, there's life and death in the tongue and what you speak out in the world will become your reality. And so if you if you jump up and you say, hey, I got faith to say today's gonna be a great day, even when it might not, well, you'll change the trajectory of that day, right? You will literally almost fake yourself into, you know, <laughs> a good day. Like, let's fake ourselves yeah. into a good day today. How about that? You got, yeah, you, <laughs> uh -huh. you know, I have, a, I have a mentor that I, I met through Grant. His name's Brandon Dawson. I'm not sure if you've heard of Brandon Dawson, but he's a great guy. He's an expert at scaling businesses, and he's done a lot of studies with John Maxwell and Dr. Robert Anthony, beyond positive thinking author. But the thing that he always says that catches me, and I always remind my team of this and myself of this, is what you say is what you, or I'm sorry, what you think is what you say, what you say is what you do, what you do becomes your legacy. Yes. And so auditing your thoughts 
Drop it. Go ahead and drop, drop it. it. <laughs> you got a triple drop, man. You got yeah, auditing, you auditing your thoughts, man. Auditing. You got to audit your thoughts like constantly and be aware of what you're thinking because you are creating that energy. And God gave us that ability. He gave yeah, us he the did. freedom to be able to, to, to think what we want, to say what we want, to do what we want. And he did that on purpose. He had a purpose for that. That's what he put us here to do. That's those gifts that we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. So take that, take that serious, man. That's a big responsibility for all of us. And that's the, where it starts, man. So one of the things that you said, which we talk about a lot too, but is taking action, massive action, right? Uh, because like a lot of job seekers, we talk about this, like you could have the perfect resume, you could have the, the mechanics down perfectly, right. but if you're not able to get in front of somebody, it does you no good, yeah, right? who are you? So you have to take action for any vision to be relevant. And so what are your tips or what are some of your thoughts on how people can take action and get out of their own way. What do you see as far as when you're coaching people, are they in their own ways and how do you get them to be able to overcome that? So a couple things. One is people a lot of times don't know what to do. So they don't take action because they don't know what to do. But doing something is better than nothing. Mm. So I always think about what's, if you had to guess what is the thing to do, do something because, and we talk about massive action, but let's start with one thing and build some confidence and have a win off of that one thing and then stack those wins to build confidence. Confidence will come. But when, when you're committed, guys, here's the thing. When you're committed to something, you will get creative on finding out ways to get jobs. There you go. You gotta, but, but most people aren't committed. There They're you not go. truly committed to what they want. And they remember, those counter intentions are, are coming in and, and going against them. So when that being said, I think that people need to wake up in the morning, gratitude first. Yes. And then the next question they should be asking themselves is, how can I be the most valuable husband spouse mm. father mother son okay. daughter employer employee christian whatever it is like you got to think how what, what do i need to do today to be the most valuable i want to outwork everybody around me i want to be the most valuable person ever about everyone around me my partners i tell my partners all the time guys i'm going to outwork you and outsmart you so you need to step up your game because we're going to play this game and challenge each other i love that and so i think that people that are out of work right now think about this for a second how can you make yourself the most valuable person in anything that you do. And and even if you don't know how, just start start trying to do that. And Trevor, you mentioned that something about asking people for an interview, for a book, but and, and a podcast. That's adding value to someone. Yeah, value. Most valuable. Like you're being coming valuable and that person will notice and that's why. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and, and you know, to be the the best version of yourself, right? Like that's what we all aspire to be. We want to be the best version of ourselves. But do you believe in uh, visualization, the power of visualization? Well, like it starts with really like picturing what that person looks like, you know, because I am definitely not per perfect, right? None of us are perfect, right? But we know what I, I know when I close my eyes, I'm like, man, I man, I need some help in this area, this area, this area, in this area, like, cause th those are things I don't want in my life, right? But they're there. So <laughs> first you gotta visualize it. What does that perfect version of yourself look like? Start writing that stuff down. And again, be grateful for the blessings you do have. Start with great gratefulness, be thankful, and then figure out what you need to do to get closer to that perfect version of yourself. Um, because we all have an idea of what that person looks like. It's just, are we thinking about it enough? Are we thinking about 
bettering ourselves every single day, improving every single day. That's the only way we're ever going to get close to it, All right? Like, yeah. I, I'll, I'll give you an example. So, Mark, man, before this meeting, uh, uh, before this, this show, I mean, me and Mark had an argument. And, Mark, I want to just apologize first and foremost because it, it got a little heated, you know. Um, I was in the middle of it. Foster, Foster was in the was middle of it. Dude, middle. Hey. Foster was in the middle like, <laughs> like oh, my gosh. I just and, want breakfast. Uh, you know, I think about, again, the best version of yourself, and I'm like, that's that's not it, right? What, what Mark and I were doing, you know, what I was doing, the, the argument we got into, um, you know what I'm saying? And I think about that stuff. So you have to really visualize what's the best version of yourself and try to get there every single day. Write that stuff down. Mark and I are going to have a conversation after this, and uh, hopefully we can both get get closer to that right but it's only through those conversations you got to have those hard conversations to be able to get to some kind of resolution and to get closer you know if you're not worried about being right and you're worried about developing yourself into the best person and or developing the best relationships it's about what you're committed to you have to check your commitments and who right. cares about being right right yeah yeah mm -hmm. at the That's end powerful. of the day now i don't do this as much as i should but I've been told time and time and time again that I should journal at the end of the day. Think about those blessings that you've had because we are blessed to bless other people. That's what I believe. That's, that's how I run my life, my business, whatever. But at the end of the day, I think a lot about the good things that happen. And there's a ton of good things that happen. You know, I should write those things down. And I do some days. What's one of your biggest failures that you've had to overcome? And how did you do it? Well, I think, uh, you know, I take 100% responsibility in, in everything I do right now. Um, I, I haven't always done that. And, you know, I started a uh, this mortgage company first under a different umbrella and was there for about 12 years. And I got comfortable and complacent. Money was coming in, but we uh -huh. weren't focused on our culture. And I allowed that to happen. And that drives me batty because I, I had 20-some employees at that time. And I got comfortable and complacent. And that's my kryptonite now. And so when we switched mm. to a new company after someone at the old company did some some things that I again I take responsible for letting it happen, um, we started with culture, and I didn't let, I didn't like shy away from that, and I took responsibility of making sure that the culture is the most important thing that we're going to focus on, and so that was the biggest thing for me looking back. But I talked about Rocket Fuel, guys. The book is called Rocket Fuel. One of the specialties that I have, and I got I bottled this, and I got to get this out to people, is the ability to turn setbacks negativity difficulties people that talk trash and then don't encourage you I, I i found a way to bottle that converting that into fuel not just fuel but rocket fuel to put you into outer space away from gravitational pull it's a proactive process it can't be something that's uh, reactive you have to know this concept going into things so that you can recognize setbacks and not let them paralyze you not let them slow you down for long and really be unaware of when a setback's happening Understand, oh, wait a minute, C Rock said I'm supposed to convert this into fuel, not just get through yes. it, but convert it to explode out of it. Okay. And so that book that I have is about stories that that uh, that I've lived where I've used rocket fuel to or converted uh, setbacks into rocket fuel to take me into uh, crazy places, man. I love that because I'm going to tell you, I can totally relate to that. Anytime, um, like Mark in our business, you know, anytime we've had a, a major setback. That major failure, that major setback puts me in a position where I have to like dissect it. Like I go crazy about it as I'm like, why did that happen? Right? What, how did we go wrong? Where did that mess up? 
right? And I start to like really dissect it, look in, uh, which normally I wouldn't do that if things were all great. If things were good, I probably wouldn't pull it apart and try to figure out what was going on. And anytime we've ever had those major setbacks, those major losses is when I go, okay, this is what it was. Here was the problem. Here's how we fix it. And it has propelled us, like you said, like rocket fuel forward 10x from where we were because we fixed a problem we didn't even know was there until we had a major loss, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? So you can definitely learn through your failures, which I love that. Um, that's some solid advice. You said that you had a fire lit in you at an early age, okay? So I wanna know who lit that fire and why, what happened? Oh, give, yeah. me, give me that backstory. Uh, so you, you guys ready to go deep? Let's go right, deep. Let's, let's get it, let's dive. Deep. You got right, the shovel, before, before, before I share this, this is not to disparage anyone in particular. I'm just sharing my story because I don't know the whole the whole story what was going through people's heads but i came from a broken home i don't remember my parents ever together and when i was you know young i was dealing with a lot of child support custody battles a lot of people have dealt with this yeah and uh you know conflict with step parents coming into the mix and jealousy and all this stuff and a lot of times as a kid you don't know if it's you that's causing this or what's going on and you a lot of stuff gets taken out on you as a kid and so i lived with my dad from about 8 to 11 and during that time there's a lot of conflict going on I just knew that it wasn't a right environment for a kid to grow up in. Psychologically, uh, mentally, there was some abuse going on. It just wasn't good. So I decided to get out of that environment. And I told my mom to file court papers and she told me to stick to my guns. Like, if I'm gonna do this, you need to stick to your guns. You gotta be firmly like in, 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 committed, right? We talked about committed because somebody is gonna talk you out of your commitments if you're not fully committed. And uh, because maybe they just have different beliefs than you or, or they are, have to justify their position in life. And they're going to try to do that. So stick to your guns. So my mom did that. I came home from school one day and I sat on my, I walked in the house and my dad had these court papers and I already walked on eggshells as it was in that house. As, and my, my heart just kind of like, man, you get that feeling in your chest, my stomach sunk. And I'm like, here we go. So he said, go to your room. So I sat in my room for about five minutes, which felt like five hours. And uh, waiting for him to come back, I knew what was in the envelope. And he says, it says here you want to move back with your mom. Is that true? You know your mom doesn't have it that good there. Like you have, you know, by the way, my dad was my hero. He has a masonry business, successful prop block, brick, pour concrete. And he was big forearms, rough hands. I always looked <laughs> up to him for being a hard worker. And he always had a wad of $100 bills in his pocket with a rubber band around it. And he used to flash it and all that. I loved that, man. I thought that was so cool. But here he found out that I wanted to leave and he was like, You're, they don't have it that good there. You have everything you need here. What he didn't understand was the emotional and mental thing that was going on. So he said, if that's the case that you want to leave here, he took that wad of $100 bills out. He peels, crumples up one of the $100 bills and throws it at me and says, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. Mm. And, you know, mm. at that moment, I, I thought I was in an ordinary situation. I thought it was just like every kid's going through this, right? But I'm stubborn to a fault. And I said to myself in my mind, like, no way, man. Like, you're, you're not, you're not going to write my book. You're not going to determine my destiny. I'm not going to let that happen, one. And number two, since I thought this was an ordinary situation, I thought to myself, I can't be the only one in this situation. I, I got to be able to be able to relate to people and also just do everything I can to prove them wrong and then show people that you can come from something like this and be massively successful. I've been living off this for 30 some years and wasn't really aware of it until about three years ago. 
And I, that's when I realized, wait a minute, I've been bottling up these emotions and then converting them into fuel, storing them in my tank instead of my trunk. And that's why I've been so successful. So then I put it all together and that's where the rocket fuel and what are you made of com, uh, podcast came from. And, and now I'm just trying to get it out to millions and millions of people. I'm not to the billion level yet. Maybe I should be shooting for billions, but I just want to reach, I want to reach as many people as possible to, to share that. It's not the, the, the encouraging people that stop you in life. It's not the wins and successes that stop you in life. It's the other things, the negatives, discouraging, difficulties, setbacks. And if you can figure out a way, not to just eliminate them, not to just get through them, but to convert them into fuel, to rocket fuel you out into your future, you become unstoppable. I love and that's that. my mission to show people you can be unstoppable by doing that. Yeah, that's your, that's your superpower, man. That's your superpower and I love that because I can relate to that so much. You know, um, I grew up with a, a kind of a broken family, broken home, and a lot of that pain, I actually wouldn't trade it for the world because those are the things that helped shape and mold me into who I am today. And I use those lessons um, from back in to definitely know what I don't want and to know what I do want. and. It's, it's part of my rocket fuel, man. So I, I can totally relate 100%. Use, you know, use those things. You know, uh, I think our scars are there to empower others too, right? I think there's a reason why when Jesus came back, he still had some scars, right? <laughs> In his hands, doubting Thomas, right? He wanted to show him, look, have faith, man. Look, here they are. This, I, I'm here, right? Um, I, I love it, man. I, I think that's amazing. By the way, I thank my dad. If I, I don't get to talk to him, it's not by my choice. I reach out, I'll text him, happy birthday, never hear back. And there's something stopping him and so, or someone stop, stopping him right now. But, you know, I don't, I don't like have any grudge. I would give my dad a hug today if I saw him have, you know, just have dinner with him, whatever the case is. But I thank him. Because of that challenge, man. Who knows where I would have been if I didn't get that challenge? Mm. Yeah. You know? 100%. So. Yeah, that's powerful, man. I, I really yeah, appreciate you sharing that with the audience and sharing that with us. And because um, I know it sounds like, a, you know, obviously a personal story. And uh, so we appreciate you going deep with us. Yeah. That was <laughs> deep. That is deep. Y'all got to hear it first on the Who You Know well, Job Networking show. Maybe not first, but you and, got to hear it right here. And I think it's great because, you know, because of what you've done with that, that experience, those emotions, those feelings, and you've turned it, right? And you've used it not harbored it, you've been able to forgive, right? You, you thank him, right? Rather than hold a, a grudge against him. And, you know, like Trevor had said, we, we kind of went at it and I didn't really acknowledge it because I was still, you know, going through some things. But, you, you know, Trevor, like, he and I are like brothers, man. We, yeah, we, we are. are. We fight like brothers. Yeah. We love each other like brothers. And um, even though we don't always agree, man, it's, you know, it's a great relationship. And so I, I appreciate you you know, saying that on air. And I, I as well, now we're getting you know, somewhere. if I've gone, you know, too far or overstepped or whatever, you know, 
you know, yeah. we, we love each other. It's all fans, love, so. man. I, I, I was telling Foster, you know, as we were, ha like, in the middle of the argument, I said, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to tell you right now. And I was heated while I'm saying it. I'm like, I'm going to tell you right now. This is what's oh, going to yeah. happen. He was, he was on warm. Right? I'm like, this is what's going to happen. Like, Mark and I, we're going to go. We're going to apologize later. We're like brothers. He did say we're, that. We're going to work it out, and we're going to grow from it. And I'm, like, upset while I'm saying it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Karen's but, standing all up on his head and whatnot. But that Guys, also, you know, the, the whole thing, it, like you said, it comes down to attitude, right? Yeah. And it's it's an attitude of yeah. moving forward, forgiveness, right? Yeah. And, and all of that. So thanks yeah, for sharing. I work, I work, I work with three of my best friends and my little brother, guys. And that's a, that's oh, a man, yeah. and a weakness because it's very difficult to hold each other accountable at times. And we'll go argue it. Like I was at a pizza shop with my family and one of my partners and best friends and our families are sitting there. They're tight. And we're watching a ball game but then we got in a heated argument my wife is uncomfortable his wife's uncomfortable people <laughs> next table looking at us and then awesome. five minutes later we're like hey did you see that play yeah. high five and you know yeah. so it's like guys I, you're not the only ones that have done that before by the way you know that yeah uh, oh, it's yeah. a common experience and yeah. uh you know just like i said man use it as fuel man well that's it, what that's uh, what we've always done and that's why i said that was because anytime mark and i again we're like brothers every once in a while we'll fight like brothers and it'll be a brawl okay but literally within 30 minutes of that brawl, like we're, we're men, right? That's what men do. We fight, we beat each other up. Then you hug it out. 30 minutes later, I'm like, <laughs> you know, we're good. And, and it's oh like, we got it out. We said what we wanted to say. We both acknowledge each other's feelings. We have time to cool down. And when you cool down, that's when you start to go, you know what? Maybe he Put was right together, about this. Yeah. Maybe, you know, and you start to see the other person's perspective. Have and, how empathy. To, and how to move on and how, and yeah, how, how can to, we push how yeah. can we move forward because this isn't a breakup it's not a you know like we're just men we men we fight we move on and we we shake I'm hands glad they're and, not breaking up <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. that's just what that's what that's what I, I don't know that's that's what we do so i'm so glad to be a part of this today isn't that fun <laughs> you should have seen the oh man i wish we had the behind the scenes man Me that was a good one i should have turned down. my phone yeah. on Fun. yeah <laughs> right before the show, y'all, it was going down. And poor it Foster, was... man. I think you were on a call. Oh, no, Foster. <laughs> oh. I started out on a call, but then when it started getting heated, see? He was I, like, I, I got just, to I go. said, I'll call you back. He said, uh, <laughs> Foster's in the middle like this. He's like, um, it was funny, y'all. I'm going to laugh. If it broke into physicality, boy, I wouldn't be looking no, like this. No, right no, 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 no. We, we, we would never do that. It would never get. It was good, though. It was good. No, no, it wouldn't get there. It wouldn't get there. But, no, it is. We, we you know, look, we're going to grow from it. That's what it is. We're going to use it for, for rocket fuel, as C-Rock mm -hmm. says. Yep. We're going to figure out where the issues are and uh, and resolve some issues and get things squared away. And, and, and grow just, from it, and right? Not put it. it in the trunk, put it in the tank. Ooh. Yep. Oh, did you wait? Was he said that? He said that. He oh, he said, said yeah, oh, he said, oh, I like that. Don't put it in the trunk, put it in the tank. See, Rock, I'm with that nice. hat, man. Tell me about that hat, that, that design yeah, on that, that hat. That's cool. Yeah, what? so this yeah. is uh, this, this is the people building slash C Rock logo. You see the C here, the yeah. two arms. Oh, okay. little arms. Man. See yep. the little man, he's holding up the world, man. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great logo. In life, what do you think is more important? What you know? Or who you know? Oh, wow. Uh, well, I would obviously be who you know. Now, you know what? No, 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 no. No, no, let me, let me, let me change that. It's what you know. And I think it's more important, actually, than who knows you than who you know. Mm, right. There you go. It's who knows you. Because I know Jerry Jones, right? I know Jerry Jones. I know you don't like him very much. 
I don't you're, care. You're I don't Eagles care. fan. Like I, I'm not a, I'm not one of those yeah. Eagles fans. <laughs> well, so I know Jerry Jones, one but of Jerry, our group leaders is Jerry Jones. So I'm thinking about that one. I know Jerry Jones, but Jerry Jones doesn't know me. So what does it matter, right? He might. But if Jerry Jones knew me, that could make a big difference, right? Like if we had a relationship. So I agree with you. It's not, it's not who you know. It's who knows you, and that's why uh, Grant Cardone says. Uh, if they don't they, know you. If they don't knows you, they don't flows you. That's right. right? If they don't know you, they don't flow you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> love right. it, love it, man. I appreciate you. Um, thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate you. Bro. Yeah, you brought the heat, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. you guys. Thanks for having me. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys and all your staff and audience. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Check him out on LinkedIn. Mike Sirocco. Mike Sirocco. Yes. Guys, I'm going to reach out to you, bro. Uh, on right. LinkedIn, because there's some there's some uh, there's some synergy we got going. We talk. Thank you. Yeah. Look forward to it. That's the show. It's all about who, who ya know. Thanks for listening to the Who You Know Show podcast. My name is Trevor Houston, and if you've enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing wherever you listen and leave us a positive review to help us keep the mics on in the studio. Until next week, that's the show. It's all about. Who you know?